Welcome back. Uh, this is Soundcheck Pittsburgh. Soundcheck PGH, episode eight. Episode eight. Uh, if you were listening to this for the first time, this is a podcast where myself, the host, Pete, and my co-host here, introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Jack. I don't know. I would take a little bit of offense at the co-host, but you know what, Pete? This is your week. It is. I'm going to let you have this one. All right. Uh, I'm the, host, the host this week. Hey, hey. I put my host hat <laughs> I'm on. feeling good. Yeah, I feel good. Uh, so... <laughs> Would a pick if this is the first time you're listening? Uh, we trade off uh, every two weeks. We'll put out an artist profile. And yeah, because that's what we're all about. We're yeah. looking to find the best Pittsburgh's music scene has to offer. Yeah, we're not here to judge or even critique. We just find stuff that we like and we get it out there to the masses. Right, and we alternate going back and forth with who picks the act. Yeah. And where that gets interesting is we have pretty different musical tastes, I would say. Yeah, we overlap a little bit, but we, yeah, definitely, some uh, we definitely... I don't completely hate your music. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Do you completely hate me as a person? No, not yet. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, yeah, so this is one I picked. Um, you can go back and listen to our previous episodes. And then... If and welcome. A- after the artist profile, if you want to stick around, we usually do some other fun stuff, so... Um, Stick around for that. But if you're just here to listen to us talk about, uh, without further ado, Jack, who is our artist that we're profiling this week? Uh, hold on. Pinstripe Sunny. What's, your, what's wrong with your voice there? I don't know, man. Did that come through clear? You need some lozenges. <laughs> I, I thought I was enunciating properly. <laughs> is that how you say it? Lozenge. Lozenge? I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> right. What is that? Is that a cough drop? I think so, yeah. Well, what's the difference? Maybe it's a brand. Ah, Lozenges. Lozenges. Like, All right, I'm sorry. Right, whatever, whatever. That's <laughs> we, confusing. It is, but it's fun. Um, anyway, Pinstripe Sunny. So this yeah, is who's a, that? Who's that? This is a project uh, from uh, David Perazzi. Uh, he's got a full band backing now. Who uh, we got? Mark Stinley on drums, Sam Nye on bass, uh, David Galinsky on lead guitar, and uh, Swan Chang on keyboards. It's five people. I know. And That's I, a five piece. So I, I wanted to do that because before I think I didn't mention everyone in the bands and I felt bad. Yeah, I was going to say, we've never run through a lineup before, but I like it. And if you're listening, I'm sorry if I butchered your name. I tried. <laughs> hey, he's doing the best he can. It, he's uh, hosting this week. So yeah, uh, so this project was started, I think, originally just uh, uh, with Dave messing around with different stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear that this is uh, this is his project, yeah. um, obviously with the support, but this has been his creative project from the get-go. And uh, based on the releases, it sounds like this started uh, sometime early 2015. Yeah, I got... Um, so the first uh, EP collection of EPs on Bandcamp was January 2015. Okay. And I think there was a couple other like covers and stuff released uh, by Dave before that under the mm-hmm. name. But I don't know if that was like changed later or what. Or if it gotcha. Was just lumped all together. But yeah, um, first full length LP uh, or EP, Boss a Loser was LP. released. Yeah, it's a full length. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying over here. He's hosting. Be easy on him. It's hard. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he re- th- that was released back in June 2016, and that's yeah. uh, the full band. Uh, great production on it. Uh, we're gonna get into that a I little bit later. I think he recorded it all himself. I think he did. I think he was. It was still a one man show when he recorded it. Um, but then he got a full band to play it live. Oh well, my, my yeah. mistake. Um, and we should mention these are Pitt students. Yeah, they uh, haven't even graduated yet. As a distinguished alumnus of the <laughs> University yeah. of Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> last year we last year we had Benji who graduated from Duquesne, which I'm also a which you were you were also bragging about, and now we got Pitt students here. Yeah, we got to do. We got. I a wonder couple how other many sh- people there are out there like you who were like, 
who who double dipped, double did dip? the Duquesne and the pit. <laughs> Probably a couple. Um, I don't know. Maybe I got to get one from Carnegie Mellon and round it all out. Get the whole trifecta. Hey, you could keep going, man. There's not plenty of schools out there. I don't think I'd get in. But <laughs> yeah, I definitely couldn't. They're seniors, though, or at least Dave is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and um, I guess before we get started, I guess there was one. They just released a single. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Red Colored Elegy. Yeah, I did see that. When did that come out? That came out, I think, like December. August, okay. August 8th. Okay. Um, I don't of know if that's 20, just when it was Of put 2016. Up. So it's not that new. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, that's a full. Uh, if you want to check out any of their tracks, um, I think right now it'd be good if we just went into one. Do you want to play? Uh, we'll play a song off of the Bossa Loser. And this is the song Lady Pants. Pinstripe Sunny. 
off the album Boss a Loser. Off of Boss a Loser. So this um, is your Pete. This is your pick, Pete. This is your Pete pick. This is your Pete pick. <laughs> Where did you find this? Uh, Bandcamp. Yeah. 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 That's how I do it. It just popped up. You just came across it. I did. Yeah. I was just looking through the Pittsburgh tag, not to give away and our did you trade like it? secrets. <laughs> yes. It, don't tell them. There's gonna be all kinds of different PGH podcasts co- cropping up. Good. <laughs> Competition. <laughs> yeah. Not afraid. <laughs> no. So I was looking through and. Um, you know, this was towards the top of, like, I don't filter by newest, like, release. I just do by most popular with the Pittsburgh tag. Okay. Did it's you like this right pretty, away? I did, yeah. It, it, hit, hit, right, it hit you right well, away. Um, I, like, I think I listened to it once, and um, I was, like, interested, so I kept listening. Okay. And as I did, it, like, I kept getting more interested. Yeah, I could see that. So did, I, you, that didn't happen for you? No, it didn't. I'm really? gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Um, this didn't hit me right away. Wow. I, I wasn't. I didn't dislike it, but I wasn't a huge fan. Mm-hmm. And I will say, and I'm not just. I'm not lying about this. It has grown on me the more I've made myself listen to it. It. Well, has, do you think? Do you think that is because? Um, I think there's a couple things at play here. All right. Well, let's lay it out. Well, one is that. Um, I think there's a lot of intricacies in the in Just this from, song like, production standpoint stuff. Uh, yeah, more so lyrically almost. Oh yeah, I that's, feel. so that's the best. Like so, from this song, you can say it's it's playful. All yeah. the lyrics like it's real funny. Like so, but that's the thing. That's like after listening to this song and then the the album, it wasn't immediately apparent to me what kind of tone was being set, you know what I mean? Or what was like, or how things were trying to like, what, what was trying to be communicated? You know what I mean? Yeah. In terms of the kind of, uh, in the kind of, uh, deadpan humor that's evident in a lot of the lyrics. Yeah. But once you kind of get it, once you kind of get how that deadpan humor kind of, um, kind of underscores the genuine authentic emotion that's being expressed. It's undertone under this whole album. Yeah. Yeah. But it like it, it it's almost used to highlight some of the some of the emotions and the situations. I mean, there's a lot the, the, this album after listening a couple times through, first of all, is great as a cohesive unit. Yeah, it's it great as it an fits album. really well together. And I guess before we do it's uh some of those I don't know if I mentioned earlier, some of those songs you can find the old EPs for. Oh, and yeah? it's kind of interesting to see that process with the, pro- the sure. Yeah, just recording it by yourself to, you know, like with all the instruments together and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sorry. Keep no, going. no. I was just <laughs> saying that um, I think, oh, like, once I understood what... It slowly revealed itself, is okay. what I'll say. It slowly revealed itself to me, and I actually found a really deep appreciation for it. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad. I mean, and the instrumentation, the, the music itself is great. The guitar is awesome. The guitar playing is fantastic. And also the drums. I really like the yeah. like the jazzy kind of like yeah. beats and the stuff. Kind of like, it's like a mix between, like, uh, I don't know... Um, uh, like dream pop and jazz. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of like the line it's walking. Um, and I don't know if you agree with this, but I, I feel like when I'm listening to a lot of these songs, I think that there's something that could work both while you're like sitting on a beach in the summer, but also <laughs> Jack loves the summer. He brings it up every single I love the summer. It's gone all now. It's all gone. of his picks are related to summer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love, no, I, I love the that. fall too, it's but no, what I was going to say is that on the sun in the summer, it would work perfectly, but I could also see it setting the perfect atmosphere for like a, a snowstorm day where you're kind of snowed in. So you're saying that the music has an inner warmth to it. Sure. <laughs> but I don't know if you would need that in the summer. 
No, it's it. the other. <laughs> the other thing is, I think I'm a victim of my generation in that if I don't, if the first single, if the first song I hear doesn't grab me right away, it's oh, hard for okay. me to maintain the discipline needed to get an appreciation. So there's just there's just too much stuff out there right now. There's a lot of stuff. I and it's hard to. It's really. And I think this speaks to like. Not just us trying to find local bands, but I think this is a full-on generational thing where it is hard to commit the time to something you don't know because it's so easy to find things that you already know and like or things that are very similar to what you already know and like. Well, that's true. And like the whole Spotify is like, oh, you like this? Check this out. Yeah. You can get down that rabbit hole. But and, um, that's and it, why people tune into this podcast. Of course. Of course. We, uh, but like, you know, when Spotify does that, you, it, it's giving you tracks. Yeah. It's never asking, you know, there's no, there's less and less incentive to listen to someone's full album. That's true. Um, yeah. So that's, I guess, to get back to Lady Pants. Lady Pants uh, is probably the, it's the most played out of all the ones. Yeah. It's, on, like, it's kind of like stuff. the, it's not officially a single, but it's the one that'll play if you open the album on Bandcamp. Yeah. Like it's the first one that pops up. It is really catchy. I find myself coming back to it a lot. Um, but I guess other songs I really liked, the namesake of the album, Boss A Loser. And then I heard a voice calling in my dream. And there you were, just like a girl from Ipanema. You're the only one for my duet. I'm the Gilberto to your guests. Yeah, you also, love that one. Yeah, I wanted to do that one, but Jack kind of talked me back into doing this one, which... Um, I, I just suggested. He was I, very adamant. I didn't twist your arm <laughs> on it. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm going to do that for him. <laughs> how I sound. Um, yeah, but I guess for the playful undertone, uh, another one that really stuck out to me was uh, Fry Queen. And you shoot me a couple awkward glances. Hey, what are the chances that you make a burger and fries appear in front of my eyes, you realize. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like real playful, um, funny, and it just kind of like captures that like melancholy feeling where you just yeah. kind of like in your head about something, like you're somewhere public and you're like, you have this inner dialogue and someone else's, you know, what's going on in their head doesn't li- really mash up. And yeah, know, it's just a fun I- song. I loved Fry Queen. That was probably one of my favorite ones. It's definitely, it's at a, it's set at a fast food place and it's basically and you're really hungry right now i am really hungry right it's now it's making you want yeah it's making me want to eat fast food for sure um but w- i think it's a great example of a theme that you hear a lot throughout the album which is that they find the songwriting finds meaning and at times beauty in mundane every Everyday experiences. Yeah, that's one of day the to best day day to day life. I think that's why I related to it so much. Yeah, well, it's definitely evident. It's like, and the emotions expressed are genuinely authentic. It, I, I thought of this when I was when I was listening to it and taking notes on this. I was like, the the songwriting expresses pure, unfiltered emotion in a way that only under an undergrad could. And I say that in that's the, a weird, that's an interesting theory. I, I say that in that. I say that in the best way. I mean that in the best way possible. Yeah. Do you just remember being that young and like yes. everything was everything was so meaningful? Meaning. 
Yeah. I'm not to not to be not to all, say- <laughs> getting older. Every nothing has meaning. <laughs> now nothing means anything. <laughs> no, 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 I know. I don't give I know a shit about yeah, anything I anymore. Know exactly what you mean. Just being no, young yeah. and just like just yeah. Everything's significant. Or feels everything that way. is significant. Everything feels like it's part of a bigger experience. Like yeah, yeah, and it, and it's <laughs> and then it's, you get old and it's just all. <laughs> Gray skies and, <laughs> and cubicles. Cubicles. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, you find other things, but um, yeah, no, that's such I, a good point that it really, that's probably why I related to it because well, it reminded not, me so much yeah. of that period of my life. Yeah. And it's not just that getting older dulls that. It's not just because you get older or it's not just because your life changed. It's actually because you get older and your your brain develops. Like you, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you have, no, but like your, your brain fully matures and like you've had, you have more experiences, you have more memories, you've been through things more. So like, like you're drunk when you're younger. So it's like, you don't have that filter. Well, everything's like a first time or like, you know, everything's more, things are, you're open to more new experiences, I guess is what I'll say. I could see that. Um, that's a really good point. I didn't really think about that too much. Um, Another song that that catches captures that playfulness uh, was "Been My Best Friend." which Jack realized this immediately, but I listened to this probably like four or five times before I realized he was talking about a dog. So <laughs> you're giving me too much credit. I did not realize this immediately, yeah. but <laughs> it didn't take me... I put me- it on and you're like, I was like, what is this? And you're like, it's about a dog. And I was like, yep. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, he's so smart. Well, that's because I had, I was looking through the social media and I could, and I saw his, uh, his dog was named Ben. So, uh, you know, I easy. did some simple arithmetic and put two and two together there. But yeah, it took me a really long time. He's talking about, uh, ever since I found out about your hypoallergenic nature, I was like, huh, that's weird. His friend is <laughs> hypoallergenic. Well, what about the part where it says, uh, even when you're staring me down when you're making number two? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a little weird for a friendship. <laughs> for a friendship, be a pretty strange friendship. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not uncommon. I don't know. It's, maybe it's happened. Do you know why dogs do that? Because they're they're so nervous that yes. like it's their most vulnerable yes. time. So they look at you because they're like they're hey, looking can for you... comfort. <laughs> they're looking for security. Because if you think about it from an evolutionary standpoint, like yeah. they, another animal could go attack them right now, and they're looking at you as a member of their pack to say like, yeah. "Hey, watch, watch my six. <laughs> watch my six, dude." Because I'm over here, I'm vulnerable right now. That's but it's always weird because yeah. they're they're they're, they're just looking at you with they're those just big eyes. staring right up at you as they're doing it. And you're but yeah, when I learned <laughs> that, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like they're at their most vulnerable point, so they're looking for protection from uh, from uh, another <laughs> member of the pack. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that was another really good one. Uh, it's it's kind of interesting and fun to see a love story or a love song about um, someone and their dog. Yeah, it's true. I feel Thank like uh, we can relate. We have yeah. pets. I do, yeah. Cats, but I like dogs too. My girlfriend has a dog. He's kind of like mine. I love him though. I think he loves me more though. He loves you. Oh yeah. my gosh. Charles loses his mind when you come <laughs> over. <laughs> shout like out the... to Charles. I don't know if you can listen to this, but... <laughs> yeah, shout out Charles. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's such a fun song. Um, I also want to get back to the instrumentation. Yeah. Um, the guitar work on this is awesome. It's great. Um, the one thing that stood out to me was on Bleary Eye. Yeah. Um, the kind of like, it ends in like a solo into like a breakdown. Yeah. 
And actually, I don't even think that was guitar. I think that was keys. Um, it's almost like a, uh, oh, what's that instrument called? An accordion. Yeah. I don't know. That's what it sounds like. It's like the, on the accordion setting. I could be way off here. Interesting. But um, I loved that. And That's cool. That like whole synth solo, it just kind of made me feel like I was like drifting away. Like, you know, when you're just yeah. falling asleep and everything's great and you're just like, you're completely happy. That's the yeah. sense I got. It's like the, the blurred line between consciousness and unconsciousness as you're like drifting off. Damn, that's po- poetic. I wish I could have wrote that down. <laughs> what, that? Jack just came up with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should take a look at my notes, Pete. Maybe you could learn something. Maybe I could. Um, I do think that I like the little uh, the tagline at the bottom of the Boss of Loser band camp. Um, hope you can dance to this. Hope you can laugh to this. I think I did both. Yeah. I think they did I think job. you. Yeah. Uh, I think that sums it up perfectly. And I think that's something that, like I said, for me, wasn't evident right away. But it clearly became so as I listened a couple more times. Yeah, so um, great stuff from uh, Pinstripe Sunny. I really, really enjoyed this. Um, we will definitely be keeping up to date with them. Make sure if anything yeah. comes out, we'll let you know. Well, before we move on. No, no, I'm just saying, uh, but they are. They have a show coming up, right? They do have a show. They're opening for uh, Space Fish, who now goes by Spish. They dropped some letters. They had a character limit, apparently. <laughs> um, they are opening for their album release show on October 10th. So that is coming up. Cool. Is that and, next Tuesday? Uh, something. Uh, something like that. They're uh, going to be at the Glitter Box Theater. It is, uh, that's a, yeah, it's next Tuesday. It's a cool week from uh, when we're recording. I saw a Space this. Fish at Deutschtown and they You did. You it. loved it. I loved it. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, I don't know what I got going on, but. They're Spish now, man. Spish. Say sorry. it like you mean I'm it. I'm sorry. Spish. Uh, yeah, but okay. So this is the segment of our show that Jack loves doing. Ah, I was ready for you. I was ready to fight for this one because no, I no. thought you were going to cut me off. No, nope. you were, you were acting like we I were going to go to a break. I just want to get it over with. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Jack, I don't know if Pete has to suffer through this part. Jack is, I think obsessed is a, isn't a strong enough word with social media. Um, <laughs> not definitely he, not true. Whatever bands or uh, artists we profile, Jack has to go through and look at all their social media and find little things that he likes. So, so I mean, I don't agree with your description of this at all. <laughs> I, I would say, <laughs> I would say that I'm not obsessed with social media. I love creeping on people's social media. I think I'm actually pretty talented at it. <laughs> and um, I think one thing that, you know, if you read like a, a review of a local band's album or their show, yeah. you never get a sense of like who they are. I think scrolling through their social media, their Twitter feeds, their Facebooks, like that's how, that's how you get a sense of like who these people are, what this band is all about. Sure. <laughs> now, Sorry. Pinstripe Sunny Twitter account, is also Dave's personal Twitter account. Oh, cool. Yeah. So there's, and there's some really good stuff on there. What you got? So I got a couple for you. This is from June 21st of this year. Everything I do, I do it for you. And then there's a space, a line break. And I mean you, Nat King Cole. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Uh, um, then I got on November 1st of 2016, I'm 21. First song I listened to, Freak on a Leash. It's going to be a good year. <laughs> Pete, I feel like you were a big Freak on a Leash guy back yeah. in the day. Were you I big? Was. was that corn? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Um, I feel like you'd be into that. Well, I did grow up in, in my uh, defense, I did grow up in Fayette County, so. <laughs> you didn't have a choice. It was hard to get away from corn. <laughs> they were kind of everywhere. Or you, mean, you mean the plant or the, or the band? Both. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Next, I got uh, on June 5th of this year. Hang out? Sure. I just have to ask permission from my parents, Michael and Miniature Mouse. <laughs> that was actually one of a series of tweets that spanned like a week where he was giving proper names to all these cartoon characters. <laughs> But I did something about Michael and Miniature Mouse. Just what was it, can you give me another example? Uh, I don't have it pulled up. Only, uh, this fine. was the best one. Michael and Miniature, Michael and Miniature Mouse. <laughs> All right. This is the best one. I saved the best for last. This is from August 13th of 2016. My grandpa grew up in the same neighborhood as George R.R. R. Martin and never let him play street hockey with him. <laughs> no wonder he's so sadistic. <laughs> Now there's no way we can verify this, but that's it's, amazing. That's true. That's I'm just gonna go ahead and say that's definitely true. That's hilarious. <laughs> Never let him play street hockey. <laughs> that does explain a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, you know, you might have his granddad to thank for Game of Thrones. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got, Pete. You made it through. It wasn't that bad. Actually, there wasn't. Uh, good job. All right, so if this is your first time listening to us, uh, this is our S-list segment, which, what does that stand for, Jack? Um, I think it stands for the selective list. I don't think that's right. No? Nope. Well, what does this stand for? Steubenville list. <laughs> the, the what? Steubenville. Steubenville? Steuben. Steubenville. The Burb of the Berg. Like Ohio? Yeah, the Burb of the Berg. We named this after that? Yeah. Oh, Do you yeah. remember when they were trying to brand it like that? They had like all these ads on TV. No, I don't like, remember this at all. Steubenville, the Burg of the Burg. It the takes like 50 minutes to drive to Steubenville. And when you get there, like, why the hell am I here? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's not what this is about, no. regardless of what Pete thinks. <laughs> this is the section of the show, the segment of the show, where we each pick four songs we want the other person to listen to. Then we hear what the other person thought about those songs. Yeah, so um, you can tell the difference between them because I'm the one who picks the good songs and Jack picks the bad songs. You make this joke every week, and every week it gets less less funny. Anyway, um, one thing that I do want to say is that you can follow The S List. You can follow it on Spotify. It is named The S List Soundcheck PGH. If you type that all into Spotify, it should pop up. You can follow it, and we will put these songs on for the following week. So you can listen to the songs ahead of time, then tune in and hear us discuss them. Yeah. So let's kick us off, Pete. What do we got? The first one you picked. Uh, yeah. This was uh, One of These Days by Bedouin. But if I feel alone in the morning dew, I start to see new shades of blue. I love this song. Did you really? Yeah, it was beautiful. Nice. It was. Is this? Is, so, do you consider this alt country? Uh, yeah. A little folkish. It's more folky. Yeah. A little more folky. It was good um, though. Yeah. So this is uh this album came out in June, I think. Uh, Bedouin and um, yeah, I, this song popped up on something, and I don't think I haven't really listened to the whole album yet, but that's on my list right now because I really love that song. 
So the uh, woman's real name is Asniv Korkajian, which I'm sure <laughs> I I'm sure oh I butchered. Oh my god! She's uh, where she's, is that? She was born in Syria to okay. Armenian parents, oh. and uh, I Long. believe came over to uh, Los Angeles uh, fairly recently. I actually don't remember exactly when that was, but yeah. Um, so pretty cool that she's that she's got this going on because. If that song's any if that's your background, how do you end up with this? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what kind? Of, what's the cool. folk scene like over there? <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I mean, I have heard like some like Middle Eastern music that kind of sounds oh, a little yeah. folky, but I yeah. don't know. Yeah, there's definitely some similarities. And, hey, Bedouin. That's uh, isn't that a nomadic person? Yeah, it's a nomadic. Uh, I believe it's derived from Middle Eastern tribes initially. Yeah, yeah, like North Africa or something. Yeah. Yeah, hey, this is like a history podcast. There we go. <laughs> um, next up is my first pick, Mad Love by Venza, featuring Alias. Ain't chance, sweet but then You still hold my heart in your hands Do you live in my teeth? So what'd you think of that, Pete? I liked it. Um, this is a typical, atypical Jack pick. He throws these in all the time. Um, I, it, I think you're, uh, I think you're underselling it. It's the, it, no, 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 no. That's what I want to get. Uh, so you, okay. you pick a lot of songs similar to this. You definitely love the EDM uh, side of things, and I think this is near the top of the list for those. Uh, you're slowly wearing me down. It's still not my favorite kind of music. Um, there's right. a lot to like about that song. Yeah, um, this it's a it's a great electronic song. If um, I did dance, this would probably be something where that would happen at. Well, it's cool because it's like it, some of the stuff I've put on there is a little more pop. I've yeah. kind of been easing you into uh, the more eclectic uh, stuff. You got to make it weird. Yeah, a little bit weirder. <laughs> but I but with you, I should have just started with the weird because that's the stuff that sticks with you more anyway. It's true. But I I just love the hook. I love the feature because it's like. There's that ghostly kind of chopped up vocal sample, yeah. and then the al- alias comes on, and it sounds like a an ethereal like like vocal to it. Like there adds this ethereal element on this super creepy beat, and it just gives it it just takes it to another level. You know? Yes, yeah, so this guy's Spanish. Uh, he does not, there's not. He's relatively new. Pete, this is what I'm going to tell you. I didn't realize how much of a deep cut this was. Yeah, Venza has only 650 likes on Facebook. That's alias has only 34 feet. We almost have a, we have a hundred more likes than she does. Wow. That's, that's That's probably going to change. That's going to change. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to last. Uh, also this guy is extremely an attractive man. Have you seen him? No. Is he? Oh God. Pull him up. (laughs) Yeah. There's a picture of him with his shirt off and I was like, all right, Jack. (laughs) He's got like long flowing blonde hair. I actually, I was like, oh man! I was like, uh, I was like, Jack found this guy because he's an <laughs> Instagram model. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a callback to a previous episode. Yeah, that was pretty good. There. I can't find him. He's hard to find. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'll Trust look me. him up. At, I'll look him up at he's some a, point. He's an attractive human being. Yeah, I'm. I'm intrigued. I'm going to find out. Um, next up, we have your pick, "Long Gone" by Fum, Vip Hurit. Hey, it's better better than what I would have said. <laughs> How 
this song was okay. Really? Yeah. You didn't love it? No. Um, and just because it didn't stick with me. Oh. It wasn't memorable enough. Yeah. Um, Jack actually had to, we had to stop and he had to re-listen to it because it... I literally needed... I, ha- I took notes on it. I have all these notes and I'm like, I can't remember how the song goes. We have to listen to it. This was a guest pick. Who picked it? Ryan Doe. Ryan Doe. Yeah. He was doing his cross-country trip. And I he saw was he tagged to, us in his post. Yeah. He was listening that, to all our podcasts. And, that uh, video he posted he was said, cool. He said, check the song out. And I did. And I loved it. Wow. And, well, I don't um, mean to insult. I mean, I have nothing against the song. It's Jack's a good just song. alienating our fan base out here. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's why I'm here for, to to tell the truth. And sometimes sometimes people don't like hearing the truth. Well, uh, I think this is a great song. I think it's one of those songs that, as you listen to it, uh, you grow to like it a little more. So I think, yeah, that might be true. Did you know he's uh, 19 years old? I did not know that. Yeah, 19 years old. Wow. And he was born in Thailand, then lived in New Zealand, and now is in Bangkok. Jeez. Yeah, he's been all over. That's some perspective right there. It's good. It's kind of uh oh. Also, when I was when I was looking this up, I came across it categorized as dream gaze indie funk. Whoa! <laughs> Which I was like, that is so, all the, over the place. Those are so many qualifiers that I don't even know if we can count that as a genre. But I love it. I, I love mean, what it like does fit. It fits. <laughs> it, it describes it very well. But I love that. Like nowadays in 2017, when we talk about music, yeah. we just throw a bunch of qualifiers on everything so that every genre is hyper specific. Yeah, it's great. Anyway, yeah, the song I, I it just didn't stick with me for oh. one reason or another. It didn't touch my spirit. That's surprising. I would have thought that Jack would have liked that, but uh, he's bad taste, so that makes sense. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh man, I'm mean this week. Um, all right, yeah. What's uh, what's next? The next song is "Gangsta" <laughs> by Young Thug. Did you pray today? Did you have a baby? You got ventilation. Her sex is amazing. She like penetrating. I'll leave that pussy aching. How bank serving rocks inside my class? Pimp pimping. You can send it or just flex. How fresh every day like you my last. So what do you think? I yeah, that's that's the one. You like this one? I loved it. Yeah. What, Pete? I was so ready for you. For, for I was I had my case prepared to defend this song. No, I don't know why. Like, I, so this is one of the ones I didn't like it at first, and I was just like, I don't understand this person. And uh, yeah, it's very it hard. to... Sounds like Little Wayne, but um, it's so much better than that. It's like uh, I like what he does with his voice, where he kind of he he has he get interesting tones and. Uh, He's got a way of like kind of using it to make like his music a little more layered. Dude, it's funny you say that because he is specifically labeled as mumble rap. It is, but um, he it's not just like he's like just mumbling the whole time. Like he does right. weird like pitches and stuff with his well, voice. Well, that's the thing. There's a lot of articles out there that I've read, A, defending him on why he is more talented than some of his mumble rap peers. Yeah. And also saying that he mixes lyrics with syllables that just sound good together. To, so it creates this, it's almost like scat. Yeah. It's like, but it's like, there's, there's a definite flow to it. That's true. That's yeah. like, that, that's not only discernible, but is enjoyable. And I love the beat. It the was beat really is cool. so yeah, good. It's so cool. I don't, here's the thing. 
I we, I could do a whole podcast on Young Thug. I know. I could talk We've for days on Young uh, Thug. He is my guilty pleasure rap artist that I just absolutely love. Because not only for being a good artist, he's also a ridiculous human being. He's a ridiculous human being. <laughs> he's completely unconventional, unpredictable, outlandish, just like off the wall. Yeah. This guy's great. This guy's great. Uh, Jack showed me the music video. I don't think for this one. Yeah, for Wyclef Jean, the music yeah. video where he didn't show up, <laughs> for but then he video. let the production company do the whole video where they show why he didn't it's it's amazing if yeah. you haven't seen it you have, you to, have go to watch it. it it's great he's the he's the he's the guy who dre- who wears dresses on the cover of his albums which is great i mean he's you know. the guy who which um, is i mean that's it's i mean he it doesn't seem like he's making a statement with it, but he is like, I mean, the, the whole rap word's pretty like hyper masculine, yeah. but well, he's, he's just, just kind of like, I like wearing dresses. Like what up? He's being himself and he, and he's having a good time with it. I mean, you know, he's not, he's not like a role model in every sense of the word by any <laughs> no. means, but like, but he's, but he's taking a stand. He's like, he's not conforming to what the genre or the industry for rap is saying should you should be like yeah he's kind of ta- making his own um he's also the one who had the uh i don't care for sex quote <laughs> which is pretty <laughs> great <laughs> that inter- he did an interview with his fiance where that came up about how he doesn't care for sex and he never he's like we were dating six months before we did anything grown <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, if if anyone is is intrigued by this and wants a primer on this guy, I really suggest you Google this is an emotional heat check, young thug. It's an article on Grantland, RIP, my favorite website ever, from May 13th, 2015 by Shay Sharano, and it basically goes through some of the most some of the most entertaining and contradictory and interesting parts of Young Thug's public persona, which is, which is great. Also, this is a this song is a 2016 single that I feel is one of the most slept on Young Thug songs. I no one I never hear it anywhere. It's not high on his lists of most played, hmm. but uh, it's 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 irresistibly catchy. There you go, Jack Young Thug historian. I'm gonna I'm gonna spin off this and do my own Young Thug <laughs> podcast. Um, one thing right before we no, I'm sorry. Right before we go, I do have to mention that my favorite. There are some lyrics I was able to discern out of this after many, many lyric, many, many listenings. The best one is seven rings on me like Hori. And that is a Robert Hori reference. Robert Hmm. Hori was an NBA role player, like not a star by any means, who accumulated seven rings by being a role player on three different teams across like a a 15 year career. The number of Robert Hori references in rap I feel like this might be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> He's no Michael Jordan in rap references. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. But count the rings. Count them. That's all that matters. <laughs> How many rings does Michael Jordan have? Uh, Michael Jordan has six. There you go. He's no Robert Horry. He's no Robert Horry. <laughs> all right. Uh, for the next one, this is uh, one of my picks. Uh, we have In Bloom by Sturgill Simpson. He's a one likes all our pretty songs And likes to sing home And likes to shoot his gun But don't know what it means You don't know what it means to love someone So Pete, this song, I was surprised to find out Is the song that Nirvana covered 
on their <laughs> album uh, Nevermind, which yeah. obviously is one of the one of the most uh, impactful albums of the past uh, fifty years, forever, <laughs> forever. Um, do you know? So do you know? Did you listen to any have been, other of this of this album? They must have been big Sturgill Simpson fans. There you go. Yeah, come full circle. Yeah. Did you listen to anything else from this album? No, not at all. Soldiers Gu- or a Sailor's Guide to the Earth or something. No, I just listened to this one song. So this is the only cover on it, and okay. the the whole entire album is a basically a guide that he's writing for his son, um, just telling him about his life, what's you know what he loves, what's meaningful to him, and then just like kind of his journey. Wow. And this was the song he picked for his adolescence because. Obviously, he was around whenever Nirvana hit and yeah. how that affected him. Yeah. And instead of, he was like, he was going to try and write a song that captured that. And he was like, I couldn't do it. So he just did this cover. That's awesome. But he really w- makes it his own. Yeah. That's the, so the, the most country sounding song on that album is this. Okay. And it's a cover. It's a Nirvana Interesting. Cover. Yeah. Because the, the buildup is great. Yeah. It's a slow build to a great crescendo. And uh, I love the way the horns come in, right? The climax. It's it's really good. Also, I will say, I never knew that the lyrics were, don't know what it means to love someone. I never, until I heard this cover, I didn't realize those were the, that I always heard the don't know what it means. I never knew what the lyrics were to end it. I yeah, could never I discern never really... it when Kurt Cobain was singing it. Huh. It actually really, it is that changes. Really what it is? Do, do you look it up? Just I'm just it? assuming he's covering it accurately. Okay. All right. But if that's yeah, true, yeah, I didn't hear that. I didn't. I, I don't I even mean, remember him saying that. Yeah, well, that this is the first time I heard the the end of the phrase, and that really kind of changes my changes my uh, changes the meaning of that the original song. Yeah. So, um, but Sturgill Simpson is killing it right now. Uh, that album, I think, was nominated for best album of the year in Grammys. He didn't win it, obviously, but wow. Um, yeah, and this like he's had like three albums, all of which have been amazing. Uh, this one is cool because like he's kind of it's like a throwback to when country was very like overproduced with the oh okay band hold on stuff hold on hold up hold up <laughs> hold up start this record over hold up phone. um hold up phone. so no ah. the original lyric is but he don't know what it means don't know what it means when i say uh, so he put his own twist in that to love someone he put a little flavor in that. Yeah, that's interesting. No, you really should listen to this entire album. I it's will. awesome. I will. Um, yeah. And also, he's a, such an interesting guy. Like, yeah. the, the whole story of his life, like, he was in the Navy for a while, and then he worked in a rail yard in, like, uh, How old is Utah. He? Um, he's probably, like, in his 30s or 40s now. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a full life for someone. He has, yeah. Wow. And then he kind of fell off the wagon. He got out of the Navy, kind of fell off the wagon. And then, yeah. Sweet. So... Uh, if you want to check it out, he does an awesome interview on WTF, Mark Barron's podcast. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you should check that out. Sweet. Well, up next, we have Working Woman Blues by Valerie June. I ain't fit to be no mother. I ain't fit to be no wife, yeah. I've been working like a man, y'all. So I know I said Young Thug was my winner for the week, but yeah? this is close. Wow, Pete, I'm 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 two for two. I know you're throwing some heat over here, Jack. Well, um, actually, uh, I guess I had one in there before, but you started I'm, off lu- lukewarm, and then you yeah, yeah, I'm knocking them out of the park, though. Um, yeah, so I guess you were kind of playing into my 
what I like over yeah, here. Yeah, it was so a you, softball. Yeah, but so uh, she is an African American yeah. uh, lady. Yeah, how crazy is what that? What a voice! It's like oh a my gosh. Uh, I like, know uh, Appalachian influence. I know, man. How so, cool is that? So I found her by doing the the weekly rubdown. Oh yeah, our blog post, which goes through all the shows that are coming say, to Pittsburgh. She was just here. She was just here, and if you had huh. read my blog post, like you should have, considering I you did. Know, yeah. All right. Well, what I said was, um, I didn't know who she was, but the whole time I saw the, the intro for the, the promo for the show and it intrigued me. So the whole time I'm writing the blog, I was listening to her and I just couldn't stop. I was like, this is incredible. This is yeah. great. Um, but this is off of her 2013 album, Pushing a Stone. Yeah. And she actually just released a new album. Yeah. Um, I don't know the name of that one. We'll get, we'll get it. doesn't matter. Um, uh, but like you said, this is a voice that, like, when I first heard it, it felt like it, like, forcibly grabs your attention. Yeah. Like, you f- you physically cannot turn away. Like, you are, you're, you're... But even, like, her cadence and stuff is very, like, uh, growing up in Fayette County, you know, the yeah. ap- whole Appalachian, like, side. Yeah. That I was not expecting that. Um, you do get that kind of stuff. I mean, the, the whole folk, like folk and then bluegrass thing. But the thing I like about this is that voice is contrasted with the R and B kind of like horns and stuff you got going yeah. on in the background. The brass, it's kind of like the brass uh, sample in there. The brass section there's great. Yeah, but yeah, so she's from Memphis, and if you go to her Wikipedia again with the genres, they list her as folk, blues, gospel, soul, country, Appalachian, and bluegrass. There you go. Yeah. That's everything. I know. That's basically all of it. Anyway, the new album is The Order of Time that just came out. There you go. I will be checking that out. And uh, moving right along, we have your track, Goshen 97 by Strand of Oaks. I don't know. I, I I didn't like this one. Really? Yeah. I thought you would. I'm sorry, man. Huh, whatever. It the and I'm gonna you know, to all the people who like it out there, I feel bad. This is a, this is another track that I'm kinda I'm I'm not too crazy about, but mm. I just feel like it was trying too hard to get that like arms outstretched, we're finding like euphoria together in in rock moment. You know what I mean? Like really? it felt like it was forced, it felt manufactured and not authentic to me. Hmm. And w- the one thing I was thinking was that I don't know, I didn't look into this, but was that the last song on an album? Because if it was, maybe I would enjoy it if I heard it in the context of the full journey of the album. And then when we get there, I'd be like, okay, yeah, like this is the end. This all is right. like we're all coming full circle here. But actually I don't know that. You know, if it was a real emotional ride of an album. But overall I felt like it it didn't build up enough to the point where <laughs> you're supposed to just get that euphoria moment of like it's the release. Uh, it's the first song. 
See, that's not going to work for me. Uh, this you, was, how, how much do you like it? Uh, I'm, how invested I'm not are like, you? I'm not like crazy about these guys. Um, it's definitely in the whole Philly sound kind of war on drugs stuff. Yeah, it's always um, in Philly now. Yeah, this guy, he, he Goshen is a place. I think it's in Indiana. And this was kind of like his coming of age, like him discovering music and Interesting. stuff. And I thought it was heartfelt. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Um, he then moved to Scranton, or I'm sorry, Wilkes-Barre. And yeah, a little bit of Pennsylvania connection and uh, did not have a, he had a rough go of it there. Uh, This CD is about like him kind of coming out of that. Um, And yeah, I kind of liked it. He came out with another album last year and then he was actually in Pittsburgh. That was the outdoor free like Shenley Park concert. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I did see that. I remember that. That, Remember I went to and I missed him. (laughs) So I actually just saw him standing there. I was sitting there eating like uh, takeout Chinese food underneath that tent. And then he was just like standing over there. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, cool. You didn't go talk to him? No. No. Okay. Was I, but you just I didn't even see the concert. I got there late. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. You, uh, <laughs> it looks like you played a pretty good show. Did you do good? Because <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> uh, you just, the way you're conducting yourself here makes it look like you did good. But um, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't well, we all know it's a well-worn theme with yours. I don't talk yours. to people a lot. I don't like. No, no. I mean, not making it on time to shows that, or not or not getting there. You're either too early or you miss it. Yeah. It's becoming a trope, Pete. It's it's something that we're just falling back. We're using it as a crutch on our it podcast. Yeah. We're relying on The problem much. is it's actually how you live. It's how I live my life. <laughs> it's a struggle. All right. We're wrapping up with my final track, Les Champs-Elysees by Joe Dassin. I'm glad you pronounced that because I like I'm <laughs> sure I butchered it. I swear. Je me baladais sur l'avenue, le cœur ouvert à l'inconnu. J'avais envie de dire bonjour à n'importe qui, n'importe qui, et ce fut toi, je t'ai dit n'importe quoi, il suffisait de te parler pour t'apprivoiser. Oh Champs-Élysées, oh Champs-Élysées, au soleil, sous la pluie, à midi ou à minuit. Les Champs Élysées. <laughs> That's how you would pronounce it if you were uh, from uh, Versailles. North Versailles. North Versailles. Isn't there another one? There's another like... There's the Versailles in France. Versailles. Yeah. There's a, I thought there was another like uh, French name um, that's a suburb of Pittsburgh that they don't pronounce correctly. Versailles is just the one that I can think of right or now. Or pronounced correctly. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so... Uh, so this was kind of out of left field. It was. Jack's trying to... He, his strategy is now to throw in a throwback every week. Um, I did it last week, or I did it two weeks ago, but I didn't do it this week. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm trying to do it every week, but uh, yeah, I think I, I'm making a little bit of an effort to uh, to not make all of our picks uh, super current artists or tracks. Sure. Um, I thought this was a Beatles song. It sounds like a Beatles song, but it's not. And I no. Googled it, and I was not the only person who thought that. Did you really? Yeah. People were like, uh, what Beatles song is this? <laughs> but it's not. What Beatles song this is? <laughs> what Be- Google, what Beatles song is this? And it's like, it's not a Beatles song. Uh, it is a cover, though. It he is, did, yeah. He did cover it. He um, covered it from a British band, uh, Jason Crest. Yeah. Um, really and the original, cool. the original title was uh, Waterloo Road. Well, uh, that's in, that sounds like it's in England. It is. The Battle of Waterloo, Jack. <laughs> there you, you go. Yeah. Have you heard of it? I <laughs> have heard of it. 
It was Napoleon. But this is the Le Champs Elysees, which is a road <laughs> in Paris, France. Yeah. Um, no, I love this song. It pops up uh, every now and again, and I'm I never like uh, get too upset when it comes on. So I uh, I found it because it came on at the end of the Darjeeling Limited, which it to me, That's where I, yeah, which I to me is the most. Um, for me, it's the most <laughs> underrated Wes Anderson movie, in my opinion. I did love that movie. I thought it was great. I saw it in uh, the movie theaters. Did you really? I did. Wow. I Back when I was in uh, high school, I think we drove yeah. up to the... Do you remember the Lowe's, Lowe's Theater in the yeah. waterfront? Yeah. We went there. That's cool. Because we thought we were cool. We yeah, well, you probably us. were. I wasn't. <laughs> Still not. Anyway, I was not into Wes Anderson back when it came out, but I have since gotten into him. This song came out in 1969, and I feel like this is the perfect song for fall. Like, I feel like Ooh, this challenge, comes on... Challenge. This, I think I can come with something better. Yeah? Okay. I do not think about fall when I hear this. When I hear this, I think of like, you know... Very autumnal patterns. Autumnal? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, the yeah. hell is that word? That's, that's, that's an adjective that describes... Um, can you say that? I'd probably say autumnal. Autumnal. Yeah, you can say autumnal. it. It's a word. Autumnal. And I think of, you know, just like hills with leaves turning colors, Pennsylvania countryside. Hmm. Yeah. Crisp uh, temperatures, beautiful days. I don't think that I get that. I think your synapses are misfiring. Well, I don't know. I, I'm liking it because it always cheers me up. It yeah. makes me think of French and Dictionary. how I don't understand that language and how. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually if you don't see know how this is saying. spelled. What the hell is that? I would have never. I, I mean, when I hear it, it makes sense, but I don't know. They do. They they need to look at that. So France, we, you need to look at this. We can teach you a new word. We can make this a segment where Pete learns new words every now and then. I do. This is like the third or fourth one. Dictionary.com, autumnal, adjective, of, characteristic of, or occurring in autumn. I could have got that from the context Pretty clues. Pretty self-descriptive. You ever hear of context clues, Jack? <laughs> it's inductive reasoning right there, Pete. Uh, yeah. So I think, Jack, I liked your picks for the most part this week. Um Jack didn't like mine because he's a horrible taste. No, yours were, yours were okay. I didn't say that. Yeah. You hear that? It's okay. <laughs> Pucks were okay. My name's Jack. Uh, so, to, so follow the <laughs> S-List on Spotify. We're going to throw up eight new songs. We'll have these on there as well. Um, after these, there'll be the eight new ones that we're going to look at two weeks from now. I have to say, I think that was our most eclectic S list we've ever had. Yeah, it kind of went all over the place on that one. That's why I called it the selective list, Pete. I don't know why I called it the Steubenville list. <laughs> yeah, it has nothing to do it's with Steubenville. It's my sunny disposition on life. Anyway, um, we're just about done here. Uh, but before we, before we wrap up, I did want to let you know that a funny story... Um, First, I want to thank everyone who liked our Facebook page this week. Yeah, we got a lot. We got a ton new likes. Um, uh, I just want to welcome everyone. Thanks for the support. We really appreciate it. Hope you're enjoying listening. If you've made I, it this far, I guess... Uh, I guess you, you must like. be. Either that or you can't turn this off for whatever reason. You're physically <laughs> they unable don't have hands. to. <laughs> they don't have hands. They just clubbed it on. Someone is forcing you to listen to this. <laughs> anyway, um, a funny story while I was doing some of the, uh, some of the ad managing on Facebook and, and some other stuff is that I accidentally created a, a public figure page for myself. <laughs> I created... <laughs> I created Jack. Dockerty, the public figure page <laughs> that has zero likes. 
<laughs> and uh, and and I was like, what is this? I don't want I don't want myself as a page. I don't need this. So I tried to delete it, and now I can't delete it. What? And uh, well, it was like I tried to delete it because I was getting all these notifications like. Like, uh, Jack Doherty hasn't gotten any new views this week. You should tell people about him or you should add a description. And I was like, I just want this profile to go away. Why can't you get rid of it? Well, I tried to, and then I kept getting the notifications about it. And I was like, I thought I deleted this yesterday. So I went back on and it was like scheduled to be deleted in 30 days. And I was like, 30 days. Why do I have to wait? Yeah. So now every notification's like Jack Doherty has two new views this week. I'm getting views. I don't know who's <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> Probably the so other Jack Doherty. If this this should just uh, illustrate our ineptitude when we're uh, dealing with this stuff and and kind of uh, oh, this is your first time listening. If you want to go back to some of the earlier episodes, <laughs> we've gotten a, a little bit better. I it's think. a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy buckle ride. up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, and I think we wanted to uh, before we before we sign off, we wanted to address um, kind of somber note here, right? Yeah. Um, voice actor from King of the Hill, Tom Petty died. Oh, is that, that's what he's known for. Yeah. Pete. He is on King of the Hill, though. <laughs> is he really? Yeah, he's uh, what? lucky. He's on like 20-some episodes. 20 episodes? Yeah, I was watching King of the Hill one time, and then I was like, that sounds a lot like Tom Petty, and went to the IMDb page. And it was Tom Petty. It was Tom Petty. Pete, I feel like this is a huge oversight in a lot of the um, uh, in memorandum pieces I've been reading. No, I mean... Uh, no he, one's mentioning his King of the Hill work. Yeah, people look right <laughs> over that to his uh, distinguished music career. Yeah, which, why would you focus on that? He was on King of the Hill for probably about three seasons. I was a big Tom Petty fan. I continue to be a big Tom Petty fan. I don't know about you. Yeah, my dad, um, he likes Tom Petty a lot. And uh, when I hear uh, the one album with, like, Mary Jane's Last Dance. Yeah. What's that album? Uh, I don't know. That one was in the early 90s, though. I'd have to, I'd have to look up what the time yeah, was. Yeah, that's, that's a time frame on us. We went on a family vacation, and that was the only CD we had. He, like, actually brought a CD with us and yeah. then in the rental car he put it in and like we listened to it like nonstop. So that's pretty cool. That's uh I if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure that Mary Jane's Last Dance came on his uh it was a, a bonus new song on his greatest hits album. That probably was I mean, I think it was mostly his hits, so that would make sense. Yeah, but. it's his greatest hits and Mary Jane's Last Dance was a new song that he just threw on the back, which is funny because it also became one of his greatest hits. Yeah, it did. Um I didn't realize that. I have li- Tom Petty's been pretty influential and in like kind of music I like and same man uh, totally I mean that greatest hits album you just front to back I love all those songs well I might even throw one on the S list so we can talk a little bit more about this uh, in two weeks but uh, heartbreaking news no pun intended um, oh you got you I, we were doing so good I know I'm sorry I, as soon as I heard myself say it I was like ah oh, geez I was those trying been not out to there say a lot, it I was trying but, not to say that um, but no seriously like it was, it's kind of sad I, it, it came out of nowhere and uh, he wasn't he wasn't that old and you know yeah, it's not good when people die. <laughs> yeah, to put that. That's the sound. Like, that's the sound bit right there. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's the headline. Not great when people die. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a, that's our take. Um, <laughs> what do you have to say about Tom Petty passing away? It's usually not good when people die, and that's that's all I have to say. There's been a couple times when people die. People were like, "Eh, that's probably for the best." Hitler. You know, when he died, I think people were like... Probably a good thing. Probably a good thing. Tom yeah. Petty, not so much. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, anyway, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, thank you again to Pinstripe Sunny for yeah. letting us play the track and profile you guys. You can find them on Twitter and Facebook. Their, uh, their songs are on Bandcamp and Spotify, I believe. Yes. 
Um, you can find us at soundcheckpgh.podbean.com. I guess before we go any further, um, also, we mentioned earlier, but if you really liked Pinstripe Sunny, they will be playing this Tuesday if you're listening to Correct. before that. October, October 10th at the Glitterbox Theater, opening for Spish. Um, yeah, you can find us, soundcheckpgh.podbean.com. We're on Facebook. Uh, subscribe. Follow the S list on Spotify. Send us an email at soundcheckpittsburgh, all spelled out, at gmail.com. Our intro music is Swamp Walk Bling by Swamp Walk, and our outro is Oh So Good by Hobbs Duende. Play us out, Hobbs. Ooh, so-